Spotlight. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Fastamai and welcome to this week's Spotlight with me, Sarah Hendy. Today we'll be finding out more about the health benefits of dance and I'm joined by Morris Powell and Julian Power ahead of the Isle of Man Choral Society's concert this weekend. Do get in touch through spotlight at manxradio.com if you have anything creative you'd like to share and you can listen again or subscribe to the show as a podcast at manxradio.com. Morris Powell joins me in the studio now to speak to Director of Music for the Isle of Man Choral Society, Julian Power, about the Choral Society's upcoming concert. We only do one concert a year because the choir is 150 strong and so there's only one venue which can accommodate a choir of 150 and that's our beautiful Royal Hall in the Villa Marina but it's quite expensive to hire and so we can only afford to do it once a year and even then we're valuably supported by tower insurance and uh, this makes uh, a great difference to the economy of a major concert. On this occasion the choir will as many years in the past have been accompanied by Isle of Man Symphony Orchestra and an enhanced symphony orchestra as well with um, players from across bringing in some instruments which are not um, conveniently played on the Isle of Man by the expert musicians that we have here. But I have to say the rehearsal last night was absolutely stunning. Yeah, I, I can uh, c- confirm that. That was my first rehearsal for the uh, for the new programme. Um, and although I know the Guno, um, St Cecilia Mass very well, it's one of my favourite choral pieces, I didn't know the, the new Carl Jenkins piece, which is going to attract a lot of attention. And uh, sitting away there, tucked away in the brass, um, and looking at, the, looking at my part, I was absolutely amazed at what an amazing orchestration I mean, all the instruments, particularly the wind instruments, their, their, their pages looked black with notes. My part looked comparatively straightforward. Um, a, a wonderful array of, uh, of colours. What is it about Jenkins? Tell us a little bit about Carl Jenkins, because he's obviously a major figure. Well, he's the most popular performed British composer at the moment. Um, he's just a little older than me, but by Jove, he's written some magnificent works. And The Armed Man, of course, is his most famous work, which is performed regularly. And Isle of Man Choral Society were last invited to Berlin to sing The Armed Man with him conducting it for the commemorating the 100 years of the conclusion of the and, and First World War. And you've directed a performance here as well, haven't you? I have indeed, in, yes. In the Villa Marina. I do remember that very yes. well. And uh, that was extraordinary. It's a very popular work because it's fairly repetitive and therefore um, the audience who hears it is able to hear it again a few seconds later, a few minutes later, the same piece. And the work that we're performing this time is called Sing, The Music Was Given, is similarly repetitive in places, which makes it very easy to listen to but um this is spectacular in its own right whereas the armed man was a reflective piece in some ways would you call it an oratorio or a cantata it's more a cantata because it's made up of a number of different sections a number Mm. of different poems that were put together by sir carl jenkins himself and some of them were written by his wife ah no i didn't uh, know that 
Yes. I noticed that there was the, one of the one of the vocal numbers is sung in Japanese. Is that right? Yes, and, there's a bit of Japanese and, and a bit of African feel to the last one, there, which uh, there is. Indeed. I have to conduct in a special way to bring out that sort of style of singing from my choir. Which they were accomplishing very well. We only had a semi-choir there last night. The full choir will be at the next couple of rehearsals, I believe. But it was it was extraordinary, really. and uh, But just so colourful. Yes. I think uh, uh, an amazing array of uh, percussion. Well, we so, only had a skeleton of the percussion there last night as well. There's more to come, much there more to marimbas come. There are Courtesy of Manx Youth <laughs> Band and Manx Concert Brass. They're lending us some of their fancy equipment. Wow. It's uh, so that it's, it's worth coming just to see the percussion on stage. I'm guessing. Well, uh, yes, we've got a number yeah. of um, expert per- percussion players I'm coming certain, to join yeah. with Isle of Man. Now, the, the vocal force is obviously it's written for a very large choir. Any soloists in this piece? Yes, Sing the Music Was Given has just one soloist, a mezzo soprano soloist, and we've got uh, one of our favourite mezzo sopranos, Mandy Griffin, who's Indeed. won numerous Cleveland medals and is a glorious singer and gave up a, a, a major job with Isle of Man government to just teach singing now, and she's and clearly very busy as a singing teacher. I, I should imagine she is, yes. Well, I'm really looking forward to that. Mandy wasn't at the rehearsal last night, but I'm hoping she will be next week. Uh, she will get a be, chance yeah. to hear that mm. um so and how have the choir been coping are they responding well do they really enjoy singing the, the, the carl jenkins well we were invited to the sing it in the carnegie hall in new york in ah. january 2018 that's right i remember yes and it was the world premiere of this piece at that concert quite an occasion i should imagine quite an occasion and sir carl jenkins was there of course and we are told that we are performing the British premiere of this work. It does take a major choir, a major large choir, and there are too many large choirs in the Isle of Man, but we're very fortunate in, in, in choral singing being popular in the Isle of Man. So we've got a great choir, and we're supplemented on this occasion by the newly formed Manning Youth Choir, which Mandy Griffin and Graham Kirkland have got together and formed. Yes, this is a very exciting project, this, isn't it? And it, hopefully it will help secure the future for choral singing. Well, yeah. that and the Cathedral Choir, who's yes. doing great things with um, boys in particular, doing very well indeed, and they make great sound in the Cathedral under Peter Lippmann. So, yeah, I mean, I mean because looking back at... Um, old programmes of choral concerts here, going right back to before the First War even, or, or when people like Elgar or Vaughan Williams actually came here and conducted uh, some of their choral works um, for the Guild, com- um, the Guild concerts. There's been a tremendous, uh, tremendously strong choral tradition here. Um, I mean, it's been remarkable. And I mean, I've had experience, I've, I've played with the Teachers' Choir, if you like, the forerunner yes. of the present Isle of Man Choral Society. And, I mean, every concert is a huge occasion, isn't it? It is a huge occasion. It was Isle of Man Choral Society that was, the Teachers' Choir was formed mm. by Alan Picard, really to support the youth choir that he uh, had developed at that mm. time when he was head of music education in the Isle mm. of Man. And uh, he invited teachers to come and sing with the youth choir and the teachers invited their friends and so on and so it grew and it's become the largest choir in the Isle of Man and it makes a very beautiful sound. Now, um, of course, you and I, Julian, have just finished um, a two-week 
uh, spell of uh, Les Miserables at the Gaiety Theatre, plus the rehearsals. Um, and uh, and I say, you're immediately into uh, a major project here. Um, how do you keep going? Well, the great fun of the shows is that you have a number of performances. And for Les Miserables, we performed it 13 times. So although we had plenty of prior rehearsals, we had 13 opportunities to perform it. And they were really very it, good. It I was magnificent. thoroughly enjoyed it. And it was sold out, wasn't it? Every, every yes, night, more or pretty or less much sold, sold out. out. Mm. It was great fun. Though, again, I had a, a humble spot in the pit. But it was great fun to do. I'm really looking forward to this so we we have this uh, this intriguing piece by Carl Jenkins. We have another shorter piece by Carl Jenkins as well, I believe. An even newer piece. He last he wrote Lamentation last summer, and he was commissioned to write a work for a university in Wales. And he alighted on a poem by a young Syrian girl who um, obviously has um, great feelings of of her homeland, and it is a lament for the state of her homeland. And uh, this young girl is coming to the Isle of Man for our concert to read her poem oh, at our concert before it is performed by the newly formed Man in Youth Choir. Oh, well, that'll be very moving, I should imagine. Well, part of the most moving part of it is the cello solo that fronts it. And it is um, a hauntingly beautiful solo that's played for us by a new young cellist, Sam Field, who's just got a place at Cheatham's Music School. Now, so we're very excited for him. And he, he played be, it beautifully um, last well, night. Well, he, he did indeed. <laughs> now, would he be in a relation to Tom Field, who, of course, leads the symphony orchestra for me? Yes, he's Tom's son. And, of course, Tom himself has some exciting solos in this concert. He <laughs> does. Quite quite demanding and almost very. jazzy in places. Yes. The... Uh, Gosh, so it's a real field family event in some yes, ways. His wife. I agree, though. Too. We just heard the uh, the the cello lament there for for the first time last night. Obviously, projected into the into the into Royal Hall, it'll be absolutely stunning. It was. We we heard it sung in Berlin at mm. the concert that we were at in Berlin by a, a big university choir there, mm. and my whole choir who were in Berlin, those members of us were entranced by this beautiful piece, truly beautiful piece. Mm. And so that's why I invited the Man in Youth Choir to sing it, and they've latched on to it as well. So we're really looking forward to this. And they were given a rousing reception when they came to sing it um, with the, the choir last mm. Sunday. So the other major piece uh, in the, in the programme is uh, by a composer I'm particularly uh, fond of, and that's Guno. Um, obviously, some of his uh, his sacred music is out of fashion now. We, we never hear the big oratorios, Redemption and Morzet Vita. But the St. Cecilia Mass does get an occasional airing. It's always been a favourite of mine. Um, how did you come to choose that? Well, we've got a number of pieces um, to look at each year and we try and choose music that um, we haven't performed recently that another choir in the Isle of Man hasn't performed recently mm -hmm. and this is one which is very beautiful it's very easy listening music it's like classic FM music as opposed to <laughs> Radio 3 music um, it's I very can just hear a rumbling sound that could be Guna revolving in his grave there <laughs> not sure about that um, <laughs> but uh, I know what it's, you mean it's his, very his music, it is and very it's, it's beautifully written it's very approachable 
Um, and, and also uh, spectacular. It needs a big, big orchestra, thumping big brass section, well, and six harps, and oh, an organ. Do we have? We don't have six harps. No, I haven't engaged six harps. I've no. only engaged one. <laughs> six harps would, I think, break the budget for the entire Villa Marina for a year. I would have thought, but uh, well, that'll be wonderful. Um, yes, yes, French composers very often do. Uh, write enticing music until you look at the score and you realise, as with the six harps, that there are choir forces that are quite ridiculous. Um, but we, we rehearsed a little bit of the credo last night. It's the first time I'd heard it. And uh, again, I was really uh, in, in impressed. I've, I've Incidentally, uh, in brackets, I've got a, a very interesting part to play, which is quite good fun, um, but that's nothing to do with it. But no, it was impressive and the choir mm. clearly uh, clearly enjoyed it. So it's good. It's good to hear some of these works resurrected. I think. So the the forces uh, for the Guno are more traditional. Obviously, a large orchestra and choir, and some vocal soloists as well. Oh, we've got some magnificent soloists this year. With well, we have every year, in fact. But on this occasion, we have Ruth Tickle singing soprano, and um, Graham Crow, our bass soloist. Of course. And on this occasion, we're delighted that John Snelling is going to join us who is really a baritone, but he's going to sing tenor solos for us in this work. And these soloists sing as a trio most of the time, and it interlinked with the choir. Unlike the Messiah, which has separate solos and separate choruses, this time the solos and the choruses are all intertwined, really. So it uh, makes a fascinating listening then, really. Oh, yes, very, very No contralto. Soloist. No contralto, just the three soloists. So there will be four in the concert because Mandy will be singing course, the two course, Jenkins yes. works and and these three other soloists for the Guno. Well, um, I'm really excited about this. It's uh, It's got something for everybody, I think. Indeed. We're enjoying the, the two different styles, really, which is the Guno, which is a classic um, English Huge oratorio contrast, style agree, yes. and a very modern, spectacular piece. Mm. But they're both... Um, spectacular in their own right and yeah. very easy to listen to and yeah. we re really will you know this will be an exciting so at this point i think we need some details so people know where to go and when and well it will be sung in the villa marina the royal hall of the villa marina on sunday the 7th of april at 3 p.m and tickets are available from the box office uh, adults are 13 pounds and children and students are just £3, so we do welcome um, young people to come and hear. And it's more idea. than just hearing, because you can hear wonderful music on the radio. Um, but when you see it, it brings it to life in a different way, an additional way. And seeing it live is... This brings me back to the wonderful array of percussion they're going to see on stage. This is... Uh, one of the reasons I like going to something like the the, the, the Berlioz Grand Mass des Morts oh. is because with its percussion and four little extra brass groups, there's plenty to, to look at apart from listen to. The effect can be quite overwhelming. Yes, we have considered that one. <laughs> You've actually considered it. You are, of course, mad. <laughs> but uh, but uh, I understand, yes, it will, be, it will be wonderful to do. We have the building for it. We have the building. We have the brass bands. We certainly do have the brass bands. So. And so it's certainly on the cards. It's a challenge. That sounds a little bit like a shot across the bow. We can really expect that. Well, I would be, that would get my huge support. It's a fantastic piece. It is. Yeah, you said it now, Julian. It's as good as happening. <laughs> it's, it's, it's out there. It's yeah. out there now. You heard it's it here there. first, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, watch this space. <laughs> 
And there we heard some of Guno's St. Cecilia Mass, which the Isle of Man Choral Society will be performing this Saturday at the Villa Marina. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Now, Dr. Nick Allen joins us from London to talk about a new festival taking place this week called Hashtag Dance Passion. This is a BBC project which was looking to highlight, you know, the dance uh, industry as a whole. Uh, and from my perspective, I think what it does is it shows an absolute diversity of, of what the dance industry is. Uh, you know, we've, we've, we're going to be doing a couple of uh, sessions on Friday that are going to be streamed live. And my role as clinical director of the Birmingham Royal Ballet Company, we want to draw out some of the lessons that we learn by providing the sort of healthcare and medical uh, support for our professional dancers. But actually some of the lessons that we learn from, from that work that, that actually disseminate really nicely into the general population so that... You know, there's almost a legacy from dance that's beyond just the artistic side itself. But there's 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 health and well-being, and there's so so many wonderful things that we can get from dance. Uh, that and and that for me is 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 why I'm I, I'm involved in dance passion. And you're you're conducting a couple of experiments. Yes. Uh, so the first one that we're doing is we're actually having a look at one of the things that makes dance really quite an exceptional thing so we're going to look at uh some some power tests so we're actually going to have we're going to have a bike race we're going to have a bike race with a football and a rugby player a couple of dancers and we're going to look at some of their raw power and then we're going to have a look at how they use that power for their individual sports or dance in something a bit more functional for them which is jumping but what that does is it helps us show the benefits of of sport and dance when it comes to load bearing for bones because we are just at the process of launching a 12-year longitudinal study looking at bone mineral density. Uh, some very you know, unfortunate statistics is one in three females and one in five males are likely to sustain an osteoporotic fracture. We have 65,000 hip fractures uh, in the UK every year, costing about £1.1 billion a year. And although there's lots of things that can affect bone mineral density, Load-bearing sport or load-bearing dance can actually help improve bone mineral density. And that's something that we've learned by studying and looking after our elite level dancers. But considering that dance is a non-competitive, social, tactile, uh, helps stimulate your, your mind or your creativity, as well as give you short-term and long-term health benefits. Uh, that's, that's what we, we, we're passionate about, and that's what we're trying to show on these, uh, these experiments with Dance Passion on Friday. Uh, I suppose it's underappreciated sometimes that dance is actually a sport. Yes, it's an art form, but it's a sport, and a lot of young girls stop participating in sports um, in their teenage years. This could be a way to encourage people to staying active. You're absolutely right. Actually, the, the, the biggest drop-off rate when it comes to uh, sort of participating in sports is between 13 and 15 years old. Uh, and that usually coincides around about the time that uh, girls might be going through puberty. Now, one of, the, one of the short-term impacts of that is that if they are in competitive sports, they might find that uh, their times aren't as good as they used to be as a runner or as a swimmer or something like that. And so they don't feel as competitive. And so they tend to drop off sport. But your peak 
bone mass is created. 90% of your peak bone mass actually occurs for a female around about 18 years of age. Uh, for a male, it's about 20 years of age, and then goes on in towards the late 20s. So that's the critical period in which you're actually laying down your bone mineral density. Because again, unfortunately, when it comes to females, is that two or three years after menopause, there's a rapid decline in bone mineral density. So you want to stockpile it. You want to stockpile it while you can. Now, it's not to say that if you didn't dance as a youngster, uh, you know, all is lost because actually through Bowman Royal Ballet Company we actually have a trips and falls program that we do with ESOP uh, and we're working with an elderly population using dance to improve posture, balance, strength and also load the bones to help stop that deterioration of bone mineral density as far as possible. Um, so it's, it's not too late for people to sort of st- start experimenting with dance? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, as I said, you know, it's 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 widespread about the benefits of dance, uh, and 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 it doesn't matter which age category you sit in. You know, it's it's just you know, it's a great way to be creative, to be fun, but have a wonderful, wonderful health benefit. And if doing so, we can reduce the impact of hip fractures on the NHS. Imagine that 1.1 billion pounds worth of spend that can go somewhere else into I don't know cancer research or something like that. So you know, you could be benefiting the NHS by taking on something like dance now. For us, this is quite exciting because the festival is something that we can participate in and celebrate and enjoy here on the Isle of Man. um, You know, we're sort of separated by that mass of water. Um, What kind of things can we enjoy this week? Well, if you go onto the uh, bbc.co.uk forward slash dance website, what you'll see is a uh, an entire program of what's been streamed. Um, really impressed with the BBC network because they've really come together on this one. And I know on on radio, on television, on iPlayer, everybody's coming together and showing you know all that 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 dance has to offer. But on the day, you can see our experiments. Please do watch those. Uh, but you can actually see some of the uh, creative process. You will watch some of the technical things that happen in the contemporary dance scene. So we have Motion House, which is a contemporary dance company, who are actually showing how how the female dancers are involved in lifting and so the partnering that happens in contemporary dance can sometimes be quite different to the partnering that happens in maybe more classical ballet so there is an absolute diversity across the whole of the day and that's all we have time for this week join me again next wednesday at half past five and you can download or subscribe to the show as a podcast at manxradio.com where you'll also find this week's blog with more details about today's guests and features. Have a lovely creative week. Slend you.